Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to another episode of Kalamcast podcast. I'm with uh, Brother Adil here. And Brother Adil, can you just briefly describe who you are for those who don't know who you are? Okay. All right. Uh, yes, my name is Adil. I've uh, lived in Australia now for almost 25 years, I think. I, I came here when I was perhaps nine. So I did my schooling here in Australia, majority of it. Um, and at university, studied science and law and gone on to practice as a lawyer here in uh, in Melbourne, Australia, and uh, also passionate about working with the community here in Melbourne. Okay, alhamdulillah. Look, the reason why we sort of decided to call you on for this particular podcast was to discuss an interesting project that you're working on to do with Islamic wills. Can you briefly explain to us what this project is? Oh, okay. Otherwise so known as Wasiya. Essentially, when I was fresh out of university, a few friends of mine said, ah, you can write us our wills. And I had a few people ask me that question. At about the same time, I attended a course where I studied about Islamic inheritance as well. So I kind of learned during that that there needs to be uh, like a merging of the, the concepts. So anyone can say, go write a will if they want, you know, just go to the post office, buy a $20 will kit and just tick a few boxes and you have a will right but how do you write something which is compliant with the the legal system here in australia but also allows us as muslims to allows us as muslims to give effect to what allah has actually commanded us so that's where this idea sort of came about because i had friends asking me and then i realized that okay there's there's a gap there and there are a few others who start writing wills now Islamic rules as well in, in Australia, but there was a gap at the time when we looked to... Well, that's interesting. Stuff. You mentioned something related to compliancy issues. What yeah. are these compliancy issues that you mentioned? Well, you mean with the Australian with system? The Australian yeah. Way. The thing is that it's very... When people ask me, what can you write in a will and is it, you know, is it going to be legal and etc. in Australia? And it's amazing that in this country, you're given a lot of freedom. So if you wanted to, and this happens, people want to write their entire estate to their pet cat or what the case is, theoretically, they, they can write that in their will. So in the same way, if Allah has told us, you know, this is how your wealth is meant to be distributed, we are allowed to write that in our wills. Then from a compliance perspective, it's more just about, you know, will the document that you produce be recognized as a legitimate will? And it really comes down to, you know, how making sure that it's executed in a way that shows that it's not being done by someone of an insane mind or mm. that the sufficient number of witnesses are there to the will etc so so we have a lot of freedom in terms of the content of it and you you want a document that's going to be recognized by the courts here in australia right, right. that that that's where the merging of the two right, ideas right. comes was there something of a learning curve when you were starting this project not so much a learning curve because i mean uh, there was actually i should <laughs> i shouldn't say there wasn't because i had to learn i guess the islamic side of things definitely because and it's still complicated alhamdulillah work with different sharia advisors who are who've actually looked at what we've written and confirmed that it's correct because that's not necessary. So what are the complications? What, what makes it complicated? It's not complicated. It's more the Islamic rules of inheritance and how the distribution occurs. That's very complicated. And our tagline with Wasiya is Islamic rules made easy because we try to make it actually easy for the common man, inshallah. So it's probably accurate to say that the vast majority of Muslims don't know how Islamic inheritance works. Yes, probably agree with that. I think so.
mm. I think so. Because I mean, I, I have customers who want to write wills and they, th they want an Islamic will, but at the same time, they want to stipulate things which are not from within the within the Islamic boundaries, so to speak. So I have a fairly big education sort of focus in terms of what we do as well with the work. See, if, if someone was to ask me, am I passionate about writing wills? Being very honest, probably not. I'm not that passionate. You're pro about more passionate probably about having written wills, having them ready and done. Well, no, I'm more pa what I'm really passionate about is helping, I guess, myself and the community actually comply with all, what Allah says okay. in his book, you know, because this is something that I highlight when I do workshops and things. If you read, you know, in Surah Nisa, ayahs number 11 and 12, which are the ayahs which stipulate most of the rules of distribution, they're very heavy, right? They're very heavy. But what, when you read ayahs number 13 and 14, if I'm not mistaken, that's where Allah says, these are the boundaries that I've set, and those who comply with it will enter Jannah, and those who don't comply with it will enter Jahannam. So where my passion comes from is helping people to actually mm. obey Allah. You know, that, 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 that's where I see, like, the, I guess, the, the real value in the work. Yeah, that that's quite interesting. Look, uh, I, I know from past engagement with you that you've done a lot of workshops throughout different parts of Australia, Sydney, yep. some parts of Melbourne. Yeah. How has the community generally accepted this type of program that you've offered them? Yeah, it's very interesting because if you say, if you advertise a Islamic wills workshop, come, you'll hardly, no, you'll hardly get anybody turn up, right? And I know, alhamdulillah, there's one occasion where uh, I was at the, one of the universities and the, the committee there were fairly passionate uh, about, you know, running something along these lines. So they invited me and I turned up and then nobody was there. So, but, uh, but I really had a good conversation with the, with the committee there in terms of, you know, just talking to them about what their aspirations are and trying to hopefully inspire them to use it. Cause I was at university where I learned, you know, my legal craft or just my, I got my legal degree, talking to them about how you're going to actually use that to benefit the community going forward. So that was benefit that came from that, that workshop, which nobody turned up to, alhamdulillah, but, Why but alhamdulillah. Sorry? You, you, there was benefit and they didn't turn up to it? No, no, no. I said there was benefit out of that workshop that we oh, ran. Okay. Even though pe people didn't come for Islamic wills, we were able to have a very positive conversation with the committee at least about these are essentially young, young adults who are just making their way in life about how are you going to use the knowledge that you're learning in university to actually benefit the Ummah. Well, look, it makes uh, a lot of sense in one way as to why some of these people aren't turning up to this particular workshop yeah. that you're talking about. You know, it's a topic that a lot of people don't want to think about, death. Yes, it's, it's coming and then what do we prepare for it and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. It's something that people will want to incline away from. Yeah. So that's an interesting challenge in and of itself. You know, how do you interest people in something that they don't want to think about in the first place. Yeah, so w where it's worked really well is when Vosia has been one of many other sessions that are being run as part of a as part of an event, like I've attended a few conferences and there's been a Vosia workshop and people come to that. They, they definitely come and they're very interested. This is what I find when people attend, they're very interested. I did a, a workshop, my most recent one was at Preston Mosque and I must have got over a hundred questions, just bang, bang, people wanting to know, like, you know, in their own specific circumstances, which are a bit difficult to answer in public setting, but 
the interest levels are there. And also the other time when I know people uh, remember death or want to prepare for death is when they're just about to go for Hajj. Mm. Um, so uh, the, that's the other time. Where Would it be safe to say that the majority of those who sign up with you, they're the elderly basically? Well, in general, the young, especially the, very, the university kind of level, young, uh, a lot of the responses I get from that group is, oh, brother, I don't have anything. Right, and then I tell them you should attend my workshop because right, and Islamic will is not just about asset distribution. So, well, we can talk about that uh, separately later. And then, middle-aged people who have young children—that's when they start really start thinking about mm. the, the the elderly. Either they've already sorted out their affairs by by that time, but that's not to say that there aren't elderly people who want to write their wills too but i find mm -hmm. people with young children really think that's about it so by the, about by the time they start to acquire assets and you know that sort of thing mm. i imagine you must come across plenty of interesting circumstances and situations where people ask you you know what what happens in this case what, what do i do in this situation yes that's right yeah, yeah. how do you deal with them well it depends on the situation that, that recently i was asked by somebody a very technical question in terms of they wanted to set up trusts and you know like is it compliant with islamic rulings and that sort of thing and at, in that space i kind of need to know my limits because i would go out and ask one of our sharia advisors an answer to that sort of question then go back to them so it depends sometimes it's just people who, you know, they they may have estranged family members and they're saying, oh, I don't want that person to get anything mm. and, and that sort of thing. And in, in that kind of circumstance, what I like to do or to try and help people realize is that Allah has told us and Allah is the most wise when he says about, you know, who should inherit in things. And you never know if by the fact of you they actually receiving something from your inheritance even though you may be estranged from them you never know if that is the reason why they come back to the deen for example right so we should never question the the, the wisdom of allah when it comes to these sorts of things so it's really to answer your question it's very context specific like there's right. no there's no one are there any uh, specific circumstances that you can share with us uh, something specific that you know that was quite odd in terms of what you encountered yeah, I, I mean, it's nothing so odd. Uh, w what I get a lot is this one where I told you of estranged family members mm. and people not wanting to, mm. to, to leave something to them. Yeah. I would imagine reverts and conversion issues, they, they somehow come into the mix as well. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned reverts because earlier I mentioned that Islamic will is, is more than just the asset distribution. So another aspect of it is around funeral and burial. And a really recent scenario, anyway, didn't, didn't work out the way we wanted it to work out in this instance, but there was a reward brother who was terminally ill. And I got a call from someone in Sydney and said, uh, can you help him write his will? So we actually set everything up and the, the representative in Sydney was in contact with him to help him actually write his will, but through, through the Wasir service. But in the end, he decided just to leave it up to his I think it was a Christian family, so he didn't end up writing his will. But there have been other instances where we've been able to help people. So what happened in that situation? So if he hasn't written his will where he stipulated that he wants to be buried as Muslim, oh, right. and he leaves, it, he leaves it to the family, then just whatever. So he was basically buried as a, as I, a Christian? I, I don't know what happened, but I, I know that he didn't write a will. 
and well, and his time as well. So I think that story alone sort of indicates to us the importance of having a will in the first place. Absolutely, absolutely. Funeral, burial, inshallah, if your family is all on the same understanding, that's that's one thing. But if they're not, then definitely. And if you're a revert and you don't have a strong like a Muslim uh, family support then definitely make sure you write your write your islamic yeah. will yeah. Uh, th there's another concept that we cover in the wills that we write which isn't necessarily an islamic thing but it's it's a very useful thing is around guardianship of children so who looks after the children if both parents are not alive and okay yeah so that's why you should write your will uh, essentially what does the australian law say by default yeah so that the, there are authorities like dhs that sort of thing who will actually look at the circumstance and make a decision but if stipulated people that you'd like to be the guardianship who have guardianship of your children of course they're going to have a better chance of actually getting that so how does the system basically work when someone signs on with you is it a one size fits all type of thing or does it need to be tailored in any way to a specific uh, customer the good thing about i guess islamic inheritance in particular it's pretty much set you know allah has said who the beneficiaries are and what their shares are the space in which you have some discretion is with up to one third of your wealth and i understand that yeah. part what I, i'm trying to get to is how do you lay it out in your specific wills okay do is it simply a matter of wording saying that you know uh, we will abide by islamic law oh okay okay all right okay. Do, or do you lay out the entire right, situation right. no 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 you this is why i say to those people who think that they can go to the post office and buy a will and write you know distribute my wealth exactly. according to islamic right. law so if your will has to be enforced in court court's going to say so what's islamic law and right. and then it's not really uh, right. uh, compliant so what we d what we do is that we actually the the beneficiaries and the shares are stipulated in the will and depending on the circumstance that arise it can be determined the executor can determine it based on the table that we include in the will and that's that's what applies at any given point in time that's yeah that that's probably quite complicated in terms of wording oh uh, it well the the wording of, it's not too bad but but this is the section of the will which i said we really got checked by our islamic advisors as oh, well okay. because uh, it has to be right islamically does the will has to be updated very regularly in case for example the executor dies one of the people you inheritance that arise like someone's child someone's parents okay so there's two parts to that question if your executor is not around or anyone you nominated as a guardian is no longer alive of course update your will because uh that yeah of course update your will um in terms of if the any of the beneficiaries pass away there's no need to update well according the way we write our wills there's no need to update your will because we don't actually stipulate names of individuals you stipulate class of people if you have a husband and a wife oh sorry a husband two boys and a girl there's a certain distribution that occurs if you've got parents and, and a spouse and a son a different distribution may potentially apply so you don't ask people to name because that changes during the course of someone someone's life has the method in which uh, the wills are written pretty much remained the same years or have they changed or involved it evolved in any way uh there's no need to change you've never added in a extra extra layer to the wheels or anything always on, i mean always on the lookout for improvements 
that we can make. It's, I mean, there's been one occasion where we've, I changed, I took one section out of it because people were asking way too many questions and it was a discretionary section. So people were getting nervous over something they didn't need to get nervous about. Um, what was it? And that was around the distribution of your wealth if none of your beneficiaries are alive. Oh. So and this is just what was making people nervous. No, because they they felt like oh, if I'm naming someone there, that means that that organization is going to get it, and my and my beneficiaries won't get it. But the way the will's written, it's if nobody's alive, give it to this mosque or that sort of thing. And that's probably extremely rare, right? Yeah, it's very rare. It's just to make sure that uh, inshallah the wealth remains within the community somehow, rather than you know have, having nowhere to go to. So. It, not be losing the benefit of that mm. but it's very rare but it's just so that's why i said it was not an essential part of it at right. all uh, so obviously this seems to be a more preferable option than going to a lawyer to get it tailor-made uh, to one's own specific circumstances right well see this is the thing right if you we especially with an islamic will there's because the distributions are set and uh, it's very easy to give effect to the one third because you just write whoever you want it to be plus their percentage. There, there's not, in that section of the will, there's not much tailoring. We do have a section in the will where we, we just leave it as you know, my wishes. So people write whatever they want and then we help to draft it in properly for them. As long as it's not to do with asset distribution because the whole point of writing an Islamic will is trying to give effect to what Allah's told us to do. So. Okay. Yeah. What happens when someone writes uh, some like I want my gold buried with me or something like that? Yeah. As they wish, what do you do then? How do you advise? They want their gold buried with them. <laughs> Just an example, something that's uh, so exactly well, like from the that. time of Firaun. That sounds <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Uh, it's like a, it's something that goes against the teaching of Islam. Yeah. So you have to just advise them and uh, like. I, I won't. Have you had many of those? Uh, we've had a few circumstances where people have asked for uh, un-Islamic things. Um, like what? Uh, it's, actually, it wasn't gold, but something else, you know, they wanted to take to the, the, the grave with them and that sort of thing. Are you at liberty to... I that? actually can't remember. Okay. They've done more than a thousand of these. So it's like... Uh, Fair enough. Uh, alhamdulillah, my memory is really good at blocking out stuff that it doesn't need to <laughs> it, it doesn't need uh, in the future well, I didn't know I was going to be doing a podcast about all of this <laughs> before so in that that's why I said a large portion of this is education as well and I mean when I do workshops and I try and uh, emphasize to people that the, one of the reasons why you need to do this is because in the Quran Allah has made it really black and white it's a question of your Jannah and your Jahannam and then not going to go and help you write something which is not Islamic. If anyone's listening and wants to write a will and wants to do something that's not within the Islamic boundaries, Wasi is not for them. You can go, there's plenty of other people that will actually help you with that. Mm. Do you help with people who have very complex situations where they have multiple trusts, multiple companies in their name? Well, one of the interesting things is what I find is people who are in that situation, they're probably very well advised or got a lot of advisors when it comes to you know their tax affairs and their accounting and all that sort of stuff that as part of that they probably sorted out their wills as well and i'm not too keen to take wasia into that space like we've had one individual who asked questions and 
he was genuinely asking questions because he wanted to do the right thing islamically so when it comes to trusts and everything i think it it really needs to be studied closely to see whether you're trying to circumvent what allah said by setting up a trust it's very 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 murky kind of territory uh, i don't know whether murky is the right word but it's that territory which is it's gray and it requires a lot of time investment to get it right so if you're in that situation yeah um, maybe the wasiya service is probably not uh, the right one mm. okay yeah so how many customers do you have in total i haven't counted but i know we've written over a thousand wills oh, wow. now so most of them i would imagine in melbourne and sydney uh no i mean you, a, a lot of them are but australia wide like perth tasmania we've had customers in south australia queensland so so they've mainly contacted you via the website or yeah it's means? been that and then there's been some certain organizations like one thing i haven't mentioned actually with all of this is that was here today it has been a service which has actually been there to support other islamic initiatives that happen as well so so it's it's not run as a for profit business but more as a, al- almost a fundraising tool for for various other things well it's provided a lot of benefit to the community i think that's for sure yeah so what we found is that the p- partner organizations come on board and they push it out to their communities and uh and that sort of thing so it's a very grassroots kind of mm. dis- distribution so that probably leads us to another topic and that is what kind of projects has we'll see are funded okay alhamdulillah thank you i, li- I like this question <laughs> all right so, so so let's start it started off and and sorry this is probably uh, told the story earlier about w- why we started and people were asking so it started off but we all, were also in the middle of a project where we were teaching trying to teach the Quran utilizing teachers from overseas and we needed funds to buy their laptops and all sorts of other things so i said okay let's set up for sia we'll raise the funds we'll support that one and people get a benefit and the project actually kicks off so tanzil is a online Quran program with Quran teachers from Egypt and teaching about 300 students now alhamdulillah roughly and wasia definitely was basically the the capital funds that we raised went into that more recently i've been involved in setting up a school and the and people asked me uh, how have you funded various aspects of the works that you've had to do and the capital works and that sort of stuff which a lot of it's been from wasia as well through that so it's brought inshallah a lot of benefit uh, to the community in addition we have partnerships with organizations like the national zakat foundation various mosques and islamic centers actually uh, have been uh, as well with them we donate a portion of any sales that come through their their channels as well so inshallah they've used it for some good as well so um, alhamdulillah it's been a vehicle uh, with a lot of khair in, inshallah and we ask allah to accept it from everyone that's been involved i mean So if someone wants to sign up with the Wasia what do they do? It's yeah it's a web-based service so uh, www.wasia.com.au that's w a s i y y a h. So if they want to get in contact with you how do they ask questions? Yeah so through the website. Yeah there's a there's a contact form on the website mm-hmm. so you can get in touch. Jazakallah khair for your time thank you for taking us through Islamic Wills. We wish you all the best and we wish you great success. Jazakallah. Thank you. Khair. Jazakallah. Khair.